Can I just see them? Happy New Year, everyone. <laughs> it's so joyful to be here with you all on this first day of a new year, giving my first sermon here at Shambly First. As most of you already know, my name is India Gleason, and I am the director here, youth director here at Shambly. I started here at the beginning of August, and it has been such a wonderful experience being here, being with your students, getting to know them, and walking with them in their spiritual journeys. I want to thank each of you for making me feel so welcome during these first five months. You all have showed a tremendous amount of excitement and love around this church and for this church, and I want you all to know that it does not go unnoticed, so thank you. As many of you are hopefully aware, 10 hours in, that it is a new year, 2023. Even though we will still be writing down 2020 for the next month or so, 2022, or some of you may still be writing and saying 2020 like myself, and it is also printed 2020 in your bulletin. I don't know if you caught that. <laughs> and with a new year comes new year resolutions. Raise your hand if you've made or plan on making a new year resolution. Anybody? Yeah? Amongst some of the many hands raised, there are many different resolutions. Going outside more, traveling more, working out more, seeing family and friends. These are just a number of things that come to my mind when I think of New Year resolutions. These resolutions are a way for us to change the way we operate during our daily lives in hopes of making this year the best year yet. When I was thinking about what my New Year's resolution would be, I was gravitating towards some of the more stereotypical ones like working out, cooking more at home, visiting new places in Atlanta, which is something I still want to do, so if you have recommendations, send them my way. Um, but there's only one thing that kept crossing back into my mind. Being present. The reason this kept coming to my mind is, if you don't already know, I am a second year grad student at Candler School of Theology. During my first year, I had just moved to a new city and I had started an actual job for the first time in my life, working in a restaurant while also being a full-time student. Now I'd worked in undergrad, but it was different. This felt different. I was consumed with schoolwork for half of my days and the other half I was consumed in work. After a couple of months, as the first year students at Candler began to settle in and become friends, I found myself settling into a routine of work and school work and school. I wasn't making friends. It's not because I didn't want to. I wanted to. But I wasn't able to be present in the community of Candler to be able to do that. Working in a restaurant that sits on the Beltline in Atlanta, your weekends tended to be spent with strangers and the occasional french fry you could steal from the kitchen. So when I found out I was being offered a job here at Shambly First, one of the first things I was excited about was having weekends and some weekdays open to commit to the community at Candler that had already formed without me in it. How was I going to insert myself into an already formed community? By being present. So this is my resolution. Being present in many other ways than in Candler, 
being present with my friends and enjoying their company, being present with my family and seeing them more often, being present with your students and in the work that I'm doing here at Shambly, being present in my relationship, which is difficult since we are both grad students, but still being present with him, and also being present in this church. I've witnessed so many wonderful activities since August, and I'm just so impressed by the leadership of this church. Coming together and throwing a fantastic fall festival, the largest trunk of treats event I have ever seen, a warming and comforting Thanksgiving dinner to help bring a spark of nostalgia back into the life of Wednesday night activities, a delicious barbecue luncheon put on by our United Methodist men's group, a sweet bake sale by our United Methodist women, and so, so many more. Shambly First, you know how to be present. Which I don't know about you all, but for myself, I found that the act of being present in a community has been a little challenging since slowly coming out of the pandemic. I also don't know about you, but I am starting to get a little tired of hearing about the pandemic this and the pandemic that, and the pandemic has fill, done fill in the blank and dot, 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 but it did do all of those fill in the blanks and dot, dot, dots, and it's hard to overlook those. Anyways, bringing it back around, the act of being present in a community has been challenging coming out of the pandemic because, and my good friend CJ Lord, who's a fellow youth pastor at Oak Grove UMC said this, I don't think any of us realized just how busy we were before the pandemic. I mean, I'm sure we did, and we all struggled in some form, and we juggled all of the meetings and gatherings and getting your kids to and from places, what I can only imagine felt like driving cross-country in a single day, and just so many events that consumed our everyday lives. We were incredibly busy. And to quote back to CJ, and now we're trying to put back all of these pieces into a much smaller puzzle than before. So I ask you, how do you stay present in the midst of shifting pieces into a new puzzle? Let me ask this in a different way. How are you staying present in this community that is Shambly First UMC with all of your other puzzle pieces? I'm going to read a part of Paul's letter to Corinth that I think best describes being present in a community. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 through 31. It's a little long, but it's worth it, so bear with me for a second. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in the one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit. Indeed, the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot would say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear would say, 
Because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body. That would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many members, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the members of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And those members of the body that we think less honorable, we clothe with greater honor. And our less respectable members are treated with greater respect whereas our more respectable members do not need this. But God has so arranged the body, giving the greater honor to the inferior member, that there may be no dissension within the body, but the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together with it. If one member is honored, all rejoice together with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and individually members of it, and God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then deeds of power, then gifts of healing, forms of assistance, forms of leadership, various kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all possess gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? But strive for the greater gifts, and I will show you a still more excellent way. This is the word of God for the people of God. We are a part of the body of Christ. Individually, we are pieces of that body. Be present. Be committed. Be present and committed to the other pieces that are your brothers and sisters of this church and be there for them when they may not feel like a part of the body. Be present and committed to those who are piecing the part together so the body can come together as one. We have all felt like the ear or the foot who didn't belong. We are one body. We are the whole community of God. We need to show it. Our community holds us together. They keep us from crumbling. And as Paul wrote in verse 26, if one member suffers, all suffer together with it. If one member is honored, all rejoice together with it. You are the body of Christ. And you are a member. Be committed to your community. And, be com and to be committed is to be present. It's to show up on Sundays and to, to speak to someone you may not know so well. It's helping lead or be a part of the events that are being held in and around this campus. It's being present in a community that is so desperately yearning for its people to come back to them. 
It's also reconnecting pieces of your spiritual journey that may have lost themselves along the way. Now that I've been able to be present in the community of Candler, I was able to sit down with my friend Meredith and chat about this sermon and some of the ideas that I had. And she said, I think it's important that we recommit to our own spiritual selves before we recommit to our calendar selves. And by this, I think she meant, now that we do find ourselves more overwhelmed with jam-packed calendars, we need to first address our spiritual commitment to our community. How are you being spiritually present and committed at Chambly first? One of the major practices that helps me stay spiritually present and committed in my community is the act of partaking in communion. When I had my call into ministry, I was a senior in high school who had been very active in youth groups, so naturally I felt called to that area of ministry I was most connected to. When I got to undergrad at LaGrange College, I had scoped out a couple of churches and I just didn't quite feel at home in them. So I didn't attend an established church regularly my entire four years at LaGrange. Instead, I found my church, and most importantly, my community, at Wesley Fellowship, which is a United Methodist spiritual life group on campus. Since the spiritual life office was my work study, I started out as just attending and assisting where needed in worship, to eventually leading worship every Tuesday and becoming president of Wesley. I was hands down committed to the community of Wesley Fellowship. Our chaplain, Adam Roberts, is an ordained elder in the United Methodist Church, so he's able to perform sacramental rites. Every Tuesday for Wesley, and most special services that were put on by the Spiritual Life Engagement Office, Adam was able to bless and serve communion. Because he was able to do that, I was able to receive a weekly sacrament that in many ways kept me grounded in my community. I began assisting Adam in serving communion and found that I was even more delighted in serving than I was in partaking. It was a joy for me to be able to offer a place of comfort, safety, love, and peace to my peers who I knew were possibly struggling with the same things I was struggling with, a lack of community and communion. It was because of Wesley Fellowship and, quite frankly, Adam Roberts, that I felt called to a life in collegiate ministry. I wanted to be able to encourage students to commit to their lives in college, the college that will become their community and most likely family for the next four years, and to partake in communion, whether it be holy or a cup of ramen noodles, a movie, and a few friends regularly. In the first Corinthians passage, Paul writes at the end who all God has appointed, and he lists everyone and all their gifts. You are the appointed. You are the community. You have the gifts that are needed in this community. Share them. 
combine them with others. Be one body of Christ. Be one community. I've been incredibly thankful these past few months. I've been able to sit down with friends and commit to a relationship with them. I've found a community in this church and at Candler, and I've been able to receive communion in many ways in both places. Today, I invite you to have communion in this community. In the United Methodist Church, we believe in an open table. This means you do not have to be a member of the United Methodist Church, of Shambly First UMC, or of any church to partake in this holy sacrament. Earlier, I mentioned Adam is an ordained elder in the United Methodist Church, so he is able to preside over communion. I, however, am not an ordained elder yet. So I'm going to ask Pastor Eric, who is, to come up and bless the holy sacraments of bread and juice so that we can be committed to our community through the act of sharing and communion. Thank you, India, and I'm going to invite you to 